welcome to boob tube the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching i'm sarah whitis i'm amanda toysher and it's the holiday season is upon us it's the holiday season that's my favorite christmas song happy holidays thanks thanks for making that non-denominational for me, non-denominational your Jewish refers friend. to which denomination of Christian you are. Oh, really? So we do not care about which denomination wow. of Judaism you follow. You in. learn something every day. I did not know that. I at least that's yeah. I always thought it was like non-denominational, like no, like no. That would be like secular then, which it's it true. also is. That's true. And Happy Holidays is pretty secular i guess so actually, it, although it does indicate then, that you're celebrating then has holy in it so maybe you would say like happy days off oh, from work that's a good one and it's just i like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. happy That'd break be, from work yeah yeah a totally normal thing to say to <laughs> anyway, and then they're day. like i have to go to work excuse me i have me. to go to work i work in the service sector yeah i work for the gig economy right like um, thanks anyway. well we're gonna it's the end of the year too so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get into like our best ofs and worst ofs and everything yeah, of, of what we can remember. Right. So I was going back through our old docs and like, Sarah, we watched, we watched a lot of TV this a fair year. amount of television. And I still feel like we like basically didn't even skim the surface of like what's know, actually like, available. I'm like mostly just thinking about like everything I didn't watch. And I, I was like, I was like, what, what about like what, how many hours I like started to think about like, oh, oh, I don't, how many hours that's been? I don't want to think like, about well, that. Don't do that. Yeah. Ooh. No, I definitely don't want to think about that. How many hours of like spent watching television and like not reading like today's relevant nonfiction or whatever. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. You know, let's not about like, you know, uh, <sighs> war on poverty or something. Like the situation in Yemen. Right before we... Yeah. Like that's not. <laughs> in Chechnya. Right. <laughs> Bridget Jones's diary. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we will be doing our best of, but, um, we wanted to finish our conversation about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel because we both finished it the past week or I finished it this past week. I finished it today. In fact, you might've finished it last week. Yeah. I don't even remember what happened anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Well, after two days of, after two days of, uh, um, all television just gets wiped from my brain. That's <laughs> why coming up with this best of list was so difficult. It's like clean. Yeah. I know. That's why I had to like go back through the old docs. Yeah. But um, no, we uh, it was yeah no we got to the end of the season. Um, you know, at first I felt a little bit underwhelmed by the finale. Um, like yeah. I felt like it ended a little bit on of like a just kind of not particularly exciting note but like you know then i kind of thought about it more and i do think um it's a nice setup for the third season um i hope that we kind of end with midge getting offered this um six month european tour to open for a um and a soul singer of the time uh and i think that i do think that like the best episodes of this show are the ones that like focus more on her stand-up stuff so i'm hoping that like 
we get a little more of, I mean, I'm hoping this setup means we get like more of that next season and sort of well, less. Well, the interesting thing is they don't actually, we don't talk about her stand up. I mean, they do, of course, but they don't, there's not much focus on her developing it or becoming better. Well, it's why I really actually love the episode towards the end of the season where she goes, she and Susie go on the road trip. Um, yeah, but it's not, but that was never even about her actual comedy or her performance. It, it's all like any mishaps that happen, it's kind of because of, you know, a club being closed. True, although I guess what I mean, although I guess I mean I like the, I think that's what I mean, is like I like the, the stories that sort of revolve around the club shows and stuff like that. And like, yeah, well, that's because, yeah, and she gets to be with Susie then. Yeah, exactly. More of a showcase for Susie and Which kind of less. definitely way more interesting to me. Definitely, and like less about the other sort of secondary characters you know and and i think that i'd like to see more we also get a nice setup for the focus on Susie next year too with her being offered this like management gig by by sophie lennon um you know who kind of has proven to be a little bit of a antagonist uh of of midge and 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 Susie, which is kind of nice to see because i feel like there hasn't been a lot of like there's a lot like it all just kind of comes together you know like really her this whole like there's not a lot of people that dislike uh miriam mazel right exactly she is like which is kind of annoying preternaturally like good at everything and like yeah, everyone loves her and adores her, wishes they could be her. Every man wants to be with She's her. She's good at everything. She's good at everything. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of I think it's it's been kind of fun to have this antagonist, although it's like seems like, you know, if if Susie's uh, I mean, if Susie's getting this management offer, get you know, I, I kind of think it'll be fun. Like, are we going to, like, not, is she going to not tell Midge about that? Um, is she not going to go to Europe? Right, is she not going to go to Europe? I love the scene uh, near the end of the episode, of the finale, where, um, you know, Benjamin doc- Benjamin the doctor has, has come to, to Abe and, you know, to ask for his daughter's hand in marriage. And Abe's like, I need to do a full deep dive on this guy first. And like, I love this scene where he's explaining uh, how he investigated Benjamin and, you know, he's like passed all of his tests. I've made a decision. About what? What do you mean about what? How many decisions concerning you am I making these days? I don't know, six? No. Eight? No. 35? I made a decision concerning you and Benjamin. I know it took longer than you had desired, but I had a devil of a time getting my hands on his vaccination records. I'm happy to say his references checked out, his financials are sufficient, he can swim, he's up to date on his mortgage payments, his tax returns are in order, and his patients have an 86% survival rate. I will admit his reading list gave me pause. Penislavsky is not a real author, and I was briefly offended that he thought I could be duped. However, after much deliberation, Miriam, I have decided to give Benjamin permission to ask for your hand. You may get married again. What? What? Shit. I don't know. I mean, what did you think of the finale? What did you think of the ending? I don't know. I... I enjoy watching it. It's good, you know, like popcorn television. I just find there's something so off about... (sighs) It's the same vibe I got um, with some of the late season Gilmore Girls Mm -hmm. and then especially with that revival that they did for Netflix where it was like... I've been struggling to find a way to put it, but I can the word I can come up with is only sociopathic, (laughs) the way it's written. I can't... 
I can't think, like, it's not so much that the people are sociopaths, and it's not that the writer you believe is a sociopath, though they very well could be. It's that, like, there's something about it that's just not quite human, but there's the whole, uh, like, affectation of it that is done flawlessly. I might say it's more manic. I might say it's more, like, manic, the writing. No, that's not what I mean at all. It's not about speed. It's not about pace. It's not, it's about, like, for instance, her relationship with Joel, I don't, I just don't fundamentally understand it. It makes no sense to me. The whole, se- the whole series starts with him leaving her. We don't really have a clear understanding of why he left her. Mm. And then, like, we don't really understand fully why they get back together. I was saying it's like, it's kind of like if you were dropped into the, you know, the, the third act of a rom-com where the characters are like, you know, walking sadly in the rain in different parts of town, and you know that they, there's something happened that they can't. There's a reason they can't be together, and it, that's how I feel about this show. Only that we've actually watched it for two seasons, and presumably we would have seen what it is that they can't be together about. And but I have no idea what it is. And some of the like, there's some things that are so mean spirited about its treatment of women that you're supposed to think is funny. It's sort of this sort of. Like, like I said, sociopathic, where it's like, it's, it's all acts, everyone is acting the way humans will, and they are having normal reactions, but they're not the reactions that they should be having. Hmm. I don't know that I get sociopathic from it, but like, I do think that the show. But do you remember that with the Gilmore Girls revival? Like, how yeah, which I character, you're just hated. like, what is wrong with these people? Right, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But you weren't supposed to think that they were terrible. No, exactly. And I mean, I think that, um, uh, there's also a, with the Paladinos, kind of a history of, like, f- you know, women, like, doing, making a choice that is, like, clearly wrong. <laughs> you know, which yeah. happened a lot on, on Gilmore Girls, especially when it comes to relationships and, and, uh, and, and, um, Rory. Uh, yeah. and, like, you know, I think that, um, you know, I was, Saying that in, uh, you know, like I was reading a a wrap up of the season by one of my favorite critics, Alan Sevenwall, and he was making the observation that Benjamin, the doctor, was getting kind of the Max Medina treatment. I thought, so there's the scene where he calls from the hospital and he's in his, you know, surgeon garb um, and he talks to her and he's super charming and funny and she's great and everything seems perfect. And I literally thought, oh my gosh, he's Max Medina. Yeah. And then I thought, this won't end well for him. Right. These are two people <laughs> and who then I was right. clearly, you know, uh, are great together, but she's going to ditch him for, like, the wrong choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I think, um, I think, you know, that gets exhausting after a while. Um, I mean, I get the Midge-Joel dynamic. I think that they have really good chemistry, honestly. Like, I like well, their chemistry do, a lot. they do, but again, that's not, the chemistry isn't, that's not the issue. Yeah, but I see why they're attracted this to each other. The issue is why they other. can't be together. Yeah, I see why they're attracted to each other, and I see, even though we didn't really... That's, but again, again, I know why they're... Like I said, it's like being dropped into the part of the rom-com where you don't know why they can't be together, but you know that they will be back together eventually because there's chemistry and all that. Right. I mean, I do it's wish we'd gotten a little bit more... It's not about why they should be together. It's about what's keeping them apart. Yeah, and I do wish we'd kind of gotten a little more insight into his... I, I think that I don't really get... I like. I kind of have liked 
Joel, but I don't really get a lot of the motivations that they have for him yet. Like, there wasn't really a good explanation for him leaving her in the first place, other than he felt, like, stifled by his life, and it's like, okay. And then, you know, I don't really get the... They introduced this idea, but it didn't really go anywhere yet, of, like, right, like, he gets this $60,000 inheritance, which is, like, especially in that late... Like, that is a shit ton of money. I know. In the late 50s, like... That is a lot of money. I'm like, wait, where did this come from? Why? Like, this character is already, like, you know, that was super privileged. Late season uh, Gilmore Girls. They would just suddenly, they were just like, okay, let, we're bored with any discussion of things that don't involve a lot of money. And so then it just became everyone was rich. Right. And I'm like, it already seems like they have a lot of money. Like, he buys, like, is yeah. about to buy this, like, you know, this, uh, apartment for Midge and like, I don't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get that. Did, I assume like maybe they're going to, I'm like, yeah, are they going to use it on like childcare while Midge is like <laughs> off in Europe? The ki- Okay. And that's the other thing, man, the kids, there's a couple seas or a couple episodes at the end of the season where you see more of her with the kids, but like, it's still kind of baffles me yeah and i think how little they're in it. yeah they are in it like really and i mean again like i'm willing to give a certain amount of leeway on this for a show that is like as like fantastic you know like in the literal sense like it is like a fantasy um i'm willing to give i think a lot of leeway on that but it gets to the point where like right she doesn't even if she has even a moment of thinking about the kids after she's offered this tour, like we don't see it. Um, and, you know, I think that the, you know, if we went into this a little bit, it could be kind of a uh, good, you know, dramatic material for well, I think her. That the show thinks it goes into it. I think the whole premise, right. The whole um, idea of this show is that she is there are competing things happening in her. One is her domestic uh, duties as a wife and a mother. She, there's a reason the show is called Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and her stage name is Mrs. Maisel, right? The whole idea is that she's selling herself as a like, housewife, you know, housewife yeah. um, versus her professional ambitions and her, you know, sometimes raunchy comedy. And the show only knows how to do that with regard to, you know, her love interest mm-hmm. it has zero conception of like what it means to to be a mother and have that do it just does it's not interested in talking about that aspect but i think it thinks it's doing all of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like it's just missing this one this one important part of mm-hmm. it about like the domestic tension yeah i guess i maybe think that like you know maybe amy sherman palladino and daniel palladino's like approach to this is like entertainment at all costs so like they just care about creating a show that is like very entertaining and don't really care about creating a show that like you know really explores these characters to the extent that they maybe deserve to be explored i mean i just feel like we don't still know a lot about i mean i think we get like a lot of surface development of them but we don't get into like any i mean i I think that you're right that the show did kind of seem like it was want like thought it started to get into this exploration of like particularly i guess abe and um and uh and rose 
um, Midge's parents. But like, you know, kind of like at the beginning of the season, how Rose is having this like midlife crisis and stuff like that. And then and then and then uh, Abe seems to start to have one towards the end. But then like what's interesting is like then they come back from France and like Rose is exactly the same the whole rest of the season. I'm not saying there needs to be deep psychological evaluations. This isn't high drama. This isn't you know what I mean? This isn't like prestige like intense this isn't my brilliant friend right? yeah this um but, but if you're gonna have a show that you that is about a married mother of two kids trying to make it in show business and you don't treat seriously the concept of motherhood or even talk about it much mm-hmm. beyond just it as a joke then it's then you're just not doing yeah it. and i'm not i don't think it's that you know they're just doing entertainment at all costs they 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 clearly know how to write an episode and have you know uh tension and like serious moments you know the whole the last scene where lenny bruce is singing about being alone is incredibly well done and like and good it's serious yeah yeah i agree with that i agree with all of that i guess my thing is that they kind of keep bringing up these like catalysts for people to I guess have these crises or whatever like Joel does too right he's like sleeping all these women and then like I don't know and then it just kind of like leaves it all hanging there or like nothing actually changes or I I don't you know like I don't know and then we get this like whole thing right where like at the end of the season like Abe is having this cry like now he's like supposed to have been some kind of like socialist rat radical as a young man which makes like no sense sense. (laughs) at all um like why would he be this conservative like about his daughter like you know, having like a stand up career when he used to be this like, ah, you were going to protests and like, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> was he like a communist protester or something? Like, I mean, okay, but I, you know, and he is an academic, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that the show would, would do a lot better to explore its characters' motivations and like yeah, okay. follow so I think through on then. that. But I, I to- thought you were, yeah. But I totally I agree with you. I totally agree with you that like, right, you can't have this show where this is the whole premise and then ignore entirely her role as a mother. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And like, you know, I don't really have a lot of expectation that we'll get into that next season. And I think you do it without it becoming a different show. I totally. I show. agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And yeah, it just seems, especially a show that is about a um, an upper class Jewish woman in the 1950s. I don't think yeah. this was kind of the point that Emily Nussbaum, I think was making also in her, yeah. in her review of the show where she kind of rips love, it apart a little like bit. Yeah. And she has a lot of good things to say in, uh, she kind of ripped it apart a little bit last week in the New Yorker. Like, you know, this is a show that everyone loves and I hate it. And like, this is kind of why, and like, you know, I think that, um, right. I mean, I think that this is, you can't, you can't get away with ignoring these different roles that she's supposed to be inhabiting and have this show supposedly be about that kind of tension. And then like, you know, and then it's just about the entertainment value, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And you also can't have her be a character as as she's written and then still be relatable. If she's Mm -hmm. not, if there's no sense of, uh, um, irony Mm -hmm. to it, you know, the show leans for other thing. I don't think people criticize enough, um, with this or with or with Gilmore Girls is just how much the show leans on money. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, it, it's such an the characters having wealth is such an essential part of the story being able to exist mm-hmm. and becomes a part of their identity. But it's not actually talked about that way, right? As if it's an upper class thing. Um, 
There's a yeah, lot of... We had like a couple episodes where Susie's worried about money and paying her rent and she has the Italian family move in. Um, and like that's kind of talked about a little, but then it, it's dropped and it's just sort of this like, here's a little subplot that, you know, Susie's a poor and yeah. Yeah. But that's not as fun and they don't, they're not going to talk about it much and they don't know how to write a story without money already just being a given. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, certainly that was a huge part of Gilmore Girls was like, yes, all of this is about um, all of these plot lines that are made possible because... Specifically the later season Of the Gilmores. The first three, it was good. That was like, because it was all about Lorelai having to have borrowed money from her rich parents because she didn't have money. Mm-hmm. But then that was that just dropped away, and then Rory became like a rich jerk who went to Yale. Right, and then she like starts dating Logan, who also just has like tons of money. They can just like and, you yeah, know. And, and she could just fly to Europe. God, the uh, whole thing. You talk about <laughs> girls. Oh yeah, well remember when Rory like wrote a talk of the town for the New Yorker, and then that's like what she's living <laughs> off of for like six months. Do I? <laughs> That was like one of the most ridiculous I'm, things ever I'm on so television. I'm so glad that you had found that as just like oh my god, not even appalling, but just ins- it's like completely insane excited. that you probably would make like 130 bucks for writing that or something and after you taxes. You would not have done that. She would not have like what? I it's can't. so ridiculous, it's just... and that's like her big break. Anyway, um, I don't know. I mean, I still like. I find in the end, I'm like Mrs. Maisel and Net Good. I really enjoy it, but there are there are just like a lot of issues that I think that write are just like continuous issues with like the Paladino's writing that I wish they would get a little bit more discipline. But as long as they're just being like handed Golden Globes and Emmys, I don't really expect that to change. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was fun and I did kind of breeze through the end of the episodes. I got really, I had stopped, you know, because I was kind of put off by a few of, the things that I was reminded about when I started watching it again yeah. after a year. And I was kind of like, oh, I really hate that this aspect of Midge's character. I hate blah, blah, blah. But then I, you know, got over that again and just kept watching. And I was like, okay, then I remember this is really funny. Yeah. So, and, and um, Alex Borstein is just. And it's just a delight. If she were to leave the show, I would stop I kind it. of agree. <laughs> I think I kind of agree. Easily. Yeah. There, I wouldn't, yeah. Um, I would just like to put in a small holiday plug for um, both the, uh, Shit's Creek Christmas special. Yeah. Um. So wait, how did you watch that? I tried to watch it the other night and I couldn't figure out. Oh wow! I just you had to like down. I just went to poptv.com. Oh, I everything I found said I had to download some sort of. App. I literally watched it's it on late. my phone. So like I yeah, and I like projected okay, well, it onto my I'll Apple TV. I I just watched it right from poptv.com. So and they like, I, like it was also pretty late. I had gotten home kind of late, <laughs> <laughs> so I might not have actually tried as hard as I think I. It's do pretty delightful. It's pretty delightful. It's a little bit heavier on schmaltz and a little bit lighter on laughs than I would normally like for my. Oh really? Shit's Creek. David and his boyfriend. Because it's more cute, about. Sometimes I'd be like. Enough, it's more guys. actually about. Um, it's more about Johnny. It's more about Johnny and like, oh, it's one of these things where it's like someone needs, I kind of love stories like this where it's like someone just like needs to have a good Christmas and then everyone like bands together to give them a good Christmas. Um, but like, it's like <laughs> I a little, I love that you like that <laughs> sweet little Jewish heart. Well, it's like, so is Johnny, right? <laughs> He's also Jewish. Uh, that's true, actually. No, they're Jewish. Right. So why are they having a Christmas Exactly. Special? Well, they kind of are saying that Catherine O'Hara's uh, character is, uh, is not Jewish. So oh. they, they kind of have a mixed household, but it's a, my guess, honestly. Her name is Moira. Moira, yeah. I was like, you know, I, I that's true. That's true. Although everyone's like, Catherine O'Hara could never pass as Jewish in any universe. But 
Um, I gotta say, I kind of think that like Pop TV was like, <laughs> the new season is starting in January. We want to like tease it. Um, quick, write a Christmas episode. <laughs> I kind like this is like sort of my get. It's not quite as like good as I think a normal Shit's Creek episode, although it is very delightful. Does Alexis say Diva? Um, she does. Yep. And good. there's some good Diva. There's some good um Alexis you, Ted content. Um, but you know Ted. Oh, he Ted. I wasn't like I wasn't a fan of Mutt, but Ted just looks like a cop. Oh my god, I kind of love Ted. He's so sweet. I know, but doesn't he look like a yeah. cop? Like it's weird when he's like not wearing a cop's uniform. <laughs> it's like, you're not a vet. You're a cop. You should be in like some like. TV show about like you know boys in blue. He could be a Mountie. Yeah, he could be a Canadian Mountie. Oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> I just kind of feel like they were like, quick, write up one, no write up a Christmas to the episode. Thousands of our Canadian listeners, but Mounties have stupid uniforms. Oh, definitely, they look ridiculous. Sort of like, they yeah, look absolutely, they look like people guarding Westminster Abbey to me. Um, and then I also, I also watched like two episodes of the Great British Baking Christmas Special. Well, there are only two episodes. Oh, I thought it was four. Oh, okay. Then no, there are only two, oh. unless they've added some since I. <gasps> okay. Watched well, them. then I actually only watched one and a half because I didn't see the end of the second one. So what's really funny is, and that... I still don't understand why a Yule log is a thing. Okay. This is my. What? Like a Yule log yeah. or a food. Yule well, a log. food Yule log. Like a. Because it's pretty. It's like, like a. Why is it a like log? A why is it a Christmas log? What is it a log well, of? It's a. Because it's that's how you say Bush de Noel in English. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You have no idea why it's a log. I think it was like you would go out into the woods and try to find the perfect log that would be like the Yule log. I still don't, I don't understand. I'm, I just want you to know, everyone, that I'm... The Christians are at it again. <laughs> I don't think that's a tradition, but... Let's find our perfect log. I'd be happy log. to start that rumor. This I is definitely... people yeah. in France go out and search for the perfect this log. This could only be a German thing. God, I don't like... <laughs> Let's find our log. Yeah, but anyway, I, uh, I did love that Pam is wearing a sweatshirt that has um, giant... She's wearing a, a Christmas sweater that has her, her she giant... She two different and, ones. Oh, I love the one that has her giant glasses on it. <laughs> I know. Oh, and can we talk just briefly? I don't know if this is something you've ever noticed, but um, with with the Great British Baking Show, but they everyone wears the same outfit the entire weekend. Right. Yes. So that they can. Do um, you think, so they like. Do you think they like tell people to do that? Like you. Yes. You change? you have to because they film a lot, refilm a lot of things and like they go back and yeah that's how like oh, food shows work. Thank you. Yeah. TV person. Yeah, they like would definitely be refilming tons of stuff. The refilming. Okay, yeah. I was wondering like, and they like, would might clearly they must tell, and them. they no might also film that, like but... multiple things um, in a day. You know, like they might like they would be filming like different segments. You know, in yeah. one day. So that's like mostly just like you guys have to be wearing the same outfits like forever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that actually explains that. I don't know why I didn't ask sooner. Um, <laughs> it's okay. This is so, the magic of editing. And what? Yeah. Um, but the funny, so the funny thing about the two Christmas specials is that um, the first one, there's like a giant choir and like the families all come and it's this huge party for them when they announce the winner. And then the second one, they're just like, you won. Right. And there's like no, <laughs> there's like no, no party. Yeah, anything. I think that's there's like, no, yeah, there's just like no. There's no choir. <laughs> there's not really any. I'm just like, that's shitty. Yeah, there isn't really any like, uh, 
you know, not a lot of tension to this one, <laughs> which is, you know, it's like, you know, all the holiday spirit and everything, but it's just kind of like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of Great British Bake Off, um, I wasn't going to mention it this week, but now I think it, this is a good segue. I started watching the show called Grand Designs, which is apparently another one of those British shows that's been on for 19 seasons. It started in 1999, which is just like, oh God. things were different back yeah. then. Um, and it is a like house building show. And remember when you tried to get me that to watch that one show called like Extraordinary Home? Yeah, yeah, that ridiculous show. Mm-hmm. And I got so mad about it, and I just like couldn't watch it. Yes, um, this is like that, but less just like praising people for being rich, mm-hmm. and more just like it's kind of like Great British Baking Show because it's very much just like watching Xanax. It's so soothing, hmm. and they just like build these like new homes like the first episode that's on netflix is like them converting this old theater in a yorkshire town into like a house um and then there's another one where it's a disabled veteran um from like the british marines or whatever they have over there and um he like needs to build a new house because he's having a trouble getting around his little like chocolate box house so they like build him this one house that has like an elevator and like better stairs and stuff anyway hmm. interesting it's, it's pretty great the host is a bit of a dweeb his name is kevin mcleod and he um he does this thing when he's talking where he he's really good as a presenter he's good at like doing the whole like i'm making this up as i go and i just you know i i had is this an, a scripted statement this is all purely he he like is really good at pretending as if he's just you know thinking out loud and he and then every episode ends with him kind of saying something you know high brown theoretical about design and what a good house can be and then he says he'll be he just leaves it at like and that you know is really what a home is all about and so are they and he puts his building new hands houses? in his pockets and he turns around and the drone footage just like flies away <laughs> and just leaves him like walking and contemplating the beautiful house he was just in anyway <laughs> wait so are they building new homes yeah they're like pretty well you know they might have like a shell of a different house i've only seen like four episodes mm-hmm. but um yeah hmm. it doesn't have the same magic as great british bake-off because it's not like over an entire season you're not watching you know and some of the people are pretty annoying because they're still rich mm-hmm. um but some of them are nice like the veteran and his wife is like that's really lovely yeah i wonder if it's more like this old house or something like it might yeah be. i never watched this old house. yeah it's like kind of we're just like you know renovating old houses and stuff like yeah. that it's like on but it's PBS. not like hgtv like it's oh yeah well, like, this old house like, is grand like, design totally like, it's like a big deal and this old house has been like on pbs or whatever for like a million years yeah um, yeah so more no like this that. is definitely like the shows are pretty or the the houses that are being built are kind of like amazing right right okay yeah so maybe like a little bit more high yeah. end than that but um yeah but it's nice. like a step below the extraordinary homes nonsense and this is on uh on netflix it's on netflix cool i don't know it's like a channel four show nice anyway so that's a little plug for anyone that just needs something to watch with your parents um over the holiday break so should we uh get into our best ofs so we were starting with our kind of like more traditional categories uh so favorite show amanda i so i'm gonna go with 
the Americans, just because it's the last year we can say mm-hmm. it, and I also did think that this season was really good, specifically the second half of it. And then um, also Killing Eve. What a cool show. Like, I'm so glad that this year, whatever year it is, gave us that. So how about you? I loved Killing Eve. I thought it went a little bananas at the end there. Um, The last episode, eh, but still a really fun ride and gave us some of the best characters of the year, I think, for sure. Um, I would say mine, a hard toss-up between the Americans and BoJack Horseman. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I just... Bojack ended, and then I, like, basically immediately... This season was particularly amazing. Yeah, I just, like, rewatched the entire season right after. Like, I don't think I felt that strongly about a season of Bojack as I did about this one. I felt pretty strongly about the last season as well, but, um, and whereas, like, up to last season, I had been like, this is a good show. But, like, I think the, the last two seasons have been, like, it pains me to not see this show getting more recognition, widespread, kind of, like academy recognition but um also atlanta i think um had a fantastic season and probably should have won that best comedy um uh emmy instead of mrs mazel but that's fine um okay favorite character um so I'm gonna go with Trent from Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> uh, Trent! At the is end a, of the last season. Trent is a delight. <laughs> Trent, yeah. I do Trent love Trent. Or like, or just um, Jason Mendoza will always be on a list somewhere as long as that show is on. Yeah. But Trent is just so you know you a character is good if you're kind of like you eh, should have been on more. Yeah, definitely. And then that might have you exhausted always... him. Like, then he might have just, like... It's true. You want to leave him on more. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I would have wanted Trent as a regular he's character. He's, uh, he's 100% creepy. Yeah, on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, um, how about you? I'm hoping Trent makes a comeback before the end of the series. <laughs> I know, I would love that. I know. Um, I was thinking Villanelle from, from Killing That Eve. is a great entry. Is it hard to be bad? Not if you practice. What a wacky character she is. She's totally. Crazy. And just like from the Terrifying. moment, the first, very first scene of the show, um, she just like sucks you in. And I mean, again, I love Sandra Oh, and I think her character of Eve is also great. But Villanelle, without, yeah, I mean. like, she's funny and she's deeply scary. Terrifying psychopath. Um, and she's just such a great adversary. I mean, you know, I think, again, like, the show was set itself up on a really high, you know, it was, like, hard. Yeah, like where do they go from here? Right. I mean, it was, like, hard to figure out what a, a satisfying conclusion to, like, the season, you know, and, and, and Eve and Villanelle's relationship would be exactly. Um, and that was a high bar. But I, I'm so excited to see, like, what's next for Villanelle. I just, I just love her. Um, yeah. Love to hate her. Um, I don't even hate her though. No, I know it's it's like, ah, oh God, she just had so many. Afraid of her. She had so many good lines. No. Uh, um. Okay. Best slash worst 
<laughs> not watching <laughs> contender yeah, we, that we, we didn't, didn't watch. watch so yeah. we, we watched a lot of tv but there was also a lot of tv that we just steadfastly not, we not watch, but we like purposefully watch. did not watch yeah um <laughs> i would say my favorite uh my favorite one of my favorite not watchings was succession just because so many people were trying so many people to wanted get us, us to, to and then i was just like at some point i was just like no yeah. that and billions do you remember billions Love to make fun of billions. I think that yeah. Succession is maybe supposed to be the good version of billions. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. really know enough about either of them. But um, I loved your nomination of God Friended Me. That is which so, okay. brought us a lot they, of joy. They have. I just saw like a, I forget where it was. Um, I think it must have been on Hulu. They had a preview for uh, the like the season or the mid season finale of God Friended Me, and it involves him god suggesting a friend or i don't whatever the premise of the show how it works telling god him sending him a spotify the guy that, playlist like, the drunk driver that killed his mom on the way back from the hospital or whatever after she had been cured from cancer remember oh my god yes <laughs> and like and he's like and like his his friends are like you should do it like main character and he's just like listen supporting cast i like how do you how can you expect me to be nice to the guy who killed my mom and <laughs> And I'm kind of like, where does the show go from here? Like, if this were just a movie, we would have seen it and just been like, oh, that looks like kind of like, you know, dumb and like, you know, maudlin in some ways and, you know, really just like silly. And it would just been a movie. The idea that they made like an entire TV show about it really makes it top the list for me. It was, it's just absurd on any number of levels. (laughs) I... (laughs) I think it's the best. I think it is actually the best, the best not watching. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that you also, we also had a strong contender with uh, The Resident. The Resident. Um, with Matthew, what's his face? It's so forgettable that we can't even remember who it is. And then, of course, This Is Us. But that was mostly last year, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it continues to be a, not, a steadfast not watching, but it just doesn't have the panache of a god friended me or the resident um <laughs> the panache of god friending you um yeah i love it um so favorite joke well you i think your nomination is our favorite joke and you should you should say it uh i wait i don't know which one but i i had two nominations oh one the best, the best one was about eleanor on the good places um, yeah that one mom being trampled uh telling her daughter that she like her daughter thinking she was dead because she was trampled at a rascal flats concert while adjusting her toe ring <laughs> which just cracks me up i mean there's so many good good one-off jokes from the from the good place it's like you literally can't there's just so many good Good place jokes. It's like there are so many. Oh god, this was especially a good season. I also nominated um, the entirety of Nanette, uh, which was fantastic. Although yeah, I, I did think not that, see that. The, I was never in the mood. It's rough. It's a rough watch, but yeah. also brilliant. But like you know, a, a lot of those I don't know that I would categorize as jokes in Nanette. But um, yeah. but you know, Hannah Gadsby is a um, is a brilliant comedian, and I just felt like it needed to be in here somewhere uh, in the pantheon of of what was watched in 2018 um favorite episode of a television show um there's one that we both have on here i think actually there's two that we both have on here we both have um the americans finale which i do think was the single best episode of tv i would say also that is the best i would argue that's the best finale 
a TV show. Certainly this year. But Certainly this year. Ever. For sure. I, I would definitely put it up in my top it's like, five. It's that up there with like the Bob Newhart finale. Yeah. I I always hold everything against the Six Feet Under finale. Um, which oh, I never watched Truly it. is a... It's just like high art of a finale. But um, I... I think that the, I mean, the Americans finale, just like from start to finish was just like, you just, your jaws dropped every second of the way. I still think about it like every few weeks. I'll just be like, totally. That was really great. I've been meaning to rewatch it actually, because I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I should too. Um, Another one we both had on here was Bojack the Feminist uh, from Bojack, which is, I think just like such a good that I mean, perfect. just perfect. That has the forgivies in it. The forgivies, which are just like, is iconic. Um, oh, that show was just like, like somehow even like it. The year it came out was perfect, and so it was like ahead of its time. Perfectly <laughs> in in the zeitgeist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also nominated the uh, the Queen episode of Castle Rock um, with which oh, is with just Sissy. a showcase for Sissy Spacek. Um, I hope she gets. An Emmy nomination out of that. Um, what about you? I, so I really enjoyed, and some of these are going to be like later in the year because that's what I remember specific episodes, but I really liked the funeral episode of Haunting of Ill House. Mm-hmm. Ill House. Ill House. Ill, <laughs> Ill House, um, yeah. And uh, that was like where they did like it all, or seemingly did it all in one take. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like a play and it was really good. And the um, other one I really liked was the Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent. I had to look up the name of it again, but it's the episode where they go to in the good place where the characters go to the bad place. It's before they go through the portal and meet the judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have to pretend to be uh, bad place people and they're at the museum. Right. <laughs> the museum is so good, like all the exhibits. And then also Tahani doing her American accent. So The worst of humanity kind of exhibits. That was that yeah. episode, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's like 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 where the the guy like the, it's the person first person to ever say I hated it to the server or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. Just right. I, when yeah. you're right, right. Ugh, that episode was good. I almost like forgot about. Toenails. We got like part of an entire other season of The Good Place this year. Yeah, and like the last half of that season was so good. Ah, uh, yeah, it really was. It really was. It's just like, and it's been on. I think a complete roll this year. Um. Okay, this is a fun category. Biggest disappointment. Yeah. I would absolutely say biggest disappointment was the end of Haunting of Hill House for me. It was pretty disappointing. I don't I know hated if it was it. like my... I don't think that was the worst thing, though. I, I don't know that it was the worst thing I saw this year, but it was the most disappointing to me after having oh, been yeah, set no, up fair. like yeah. a, with a really... I think an overall really entertaining. Yeah, it's a bit of like a letdown creepy... if you watch. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. mostly just in comparison to the rest of the season. It was the most disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't. I don't. I definitely don't think it was like the worst thing I saw this no, year. No, no, you're right. That would probably yeah. be uh, right. The new X Files. That's um, definitely my name. I, I mean, and so and then which I case, you're forgot like, this about until you reminded me on here on our doc. Yeah. Uh, I completely like, it forgot that fit. happened this year. It'll, yeah, it almost doesn't fit because like. 
it wasn't like we were expecting it to be good, so it's not necessarily a disappointment. Right. <laughs> That's true, but it's still still but just those, the X-Files never episode. this show like never like the new se- it just never exhausts its capacity to disappoint <laughs> at oh the same God, time. Yeah. Um, That's true. It's like so uniquely bad. That but that first episode with like the voiceovers and they're like and uh, Mulder speeding in his in the Mustang, like, right? It was, like a Mustang commercial. Oh like, my that god! Was uniquely just like terrible. going all over the DC area, like in his Mustang. Like I can't get yeah. over. Yeah, and they're like like showing off the horsepower of this puppy while it's on the highway. Oh, it's terrible. Although the X Files, I would give uh, the episode "The Lost Art of Forehead Sweat," which we both loved. I would just nominate it for its own special Best Nostalgia Trip Award for taking that, me. That episode was great. That episode was great, taking me way down the it's like deep, an opposite of a disappointment the opposite like right exactly just like shockingly just wonderfully surprisingly good the darren morgan episode of the season just yeah. like taking but it I think down we, when we got went into it too we knew that it was going to be the darren morgan episode right so we're kind of like but i excited didn't about and it, i but, but i didn't love the last season's darren morgan episode uh, i didn't love it as much as everyone did yeah so like you know i you know i don't really know what to expect there and then it just like was crazy good and like went down this deep well of x-files references that was truly a delight. And what's his face? What's that actor's name? I always forget that actor's name. Oh, the, um, yeah. I don't remember his name. It's a Brian something. Because um, he's also in Veep. Yes. Um, yeah, he's also in Veep, which we have to look forward to in the next couple of months. Um, it's Brian. Brian Husky. Yes, Brian Husky. Yeah. He plays Reggie something. Yeah, <laughs> Reggie. That's his name is Reggie something. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I want to watch it again, although I don't know I know, where, me too. I, I don't even know where about... it's still okay, available. Yeah. Um, but I would say, actually, our next one, um, now I put, Ameri- this might actually, we had another category for biggest uh, disagreement, and actually maybe we would put this, this here too. This might be in it. But I nominated, I said American Vandal season two for one of my biggest disappointments. Um, I disagree. Yeah. And this might've been, I think maybe, yeah, we kind of put this in high maintenance as two big disagreements for us. I didn't dislike this season of American Vandal. I think uh-huh. I just had maybe very high expectations given the last season and it didn't. It was pretty serious. It didn't quite live up to, to last yeah. season for me. But I didn't. You can't top Dylan Maxwell. But. No, you can't. You can't. Um. You know, and I didn't find this season quite as entertaining, but yeah, fair enough. But I didn't, I didn't definitely didn't like hate it or anything. Um, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> there was the line. There was one little dingleberry of truth. That we had. <laughs> yeah, and like I liked the immature humor of the whole thing. Like I loved, I loved that. Um, and let's see. Uh, I was going to say, oh, we had a, a um, best drama, like our basic, like best, like kind of Emmy categories. I think best I think drama. that would be the Americans. The Americans. I agree. Yeah. Um, best comedy. I think we both, The Good Place. And then I nominated BoJack Horseman in Atlanta for the best bridging of those two categories. Because I just don't think that either one of them fits in either category at all. But No, they don't fit too neatly. No. That's true. I mean, I definitely... I would that. I would say Atlanta more of a drama and BoJack more of a comedy. But Atlanta but also... not even like... Yeah. I don't know, man. This season, I don't know. And Atlanta is, is squarely, um, you know, is, is squarely like for consideration of, of awards is, is a comedy. Um, and I don't think would stand up against a lot of the other dramas, but, um, uh, best 
limited series. So we did put Alias Grace, although I'm not 100% sure that it came out this year, but it did. We did watch it this year. I thought maybe it came out last year, but I could Oh, be. you might be right. But we, we watched just, it this year. Just wait. We watched it this year, but it might have like been on there forever. Yeah. It was um I think it I think it just had been on there for a while, but still. Best one that we watched this year. I think I would also maybe put Gianni Versace, which was... Oh, yeah. It aired late last year. All right, that's okay. This is our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, yeah, so get out of here. No calls. Okay, and then we had some entry-specific... Oh, but I had... I wanted to say best oh, com, yeah. like reality show for me, which I don't... Like, the show has been around, like... I don't think they even maybe filmed this year, but Travel Man, the Richard Ayoade show. Yes. Yeah, I know, which I still I meant... I've still been meaning to watch, actually. I remember how much you liked that one. Yeah. Um, okay, let's breeze through our entry-specific categories. Okay, yours was first. Um, hottest character besides, obviously, Tahani Al-Jamil. I said Kendrick Sampson as a, as Nathan. And I did not challenge that. <laughs> <laughs> On Insecure, yeah. I mean, Insecure is full of, like, people who are just absurdly attractive. They like, might That might be the hottest show. I think it kind of is. Just, like, I the think it might collection be. of just, like ridiculously hot people on television yeah so like that's the you know addendum to that award too yeah um biggest disappointment oh we did or dis- disagreement yeah like show that we just didn't disagree on i think I you think maybe high, high maintenance yeah which i just i think i know brilliant. how much you love it yeah, and i, I didn't it. watch the new season but i hated the first one i love them both but i do think this one was better um this one like kind of found its groove a little bit more um and then I wanted to give some love to Maniac in a category, so I put it as uh, my favorite show that I watched and you didn't. <laughs> oh, interesting. Even though I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Like, I mean, I, but mostly, like, my favorite show, yeah, that I watched. But I I just thought that it needed to go somewhere here, again, in the pantheon of shows, even though it had a lot of flaws. But, you know, still. It was weird enough that I thought it merited a mention. Um, um. I would probably say Travel Man or that there's that Australian show Wanted that I watched mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that, that they have a new, seasons, a new season on Netflix now. Um, and it was like the two women like running away after witnessing a crime. Anyway, that was kind of fun. Um, okay, yours up. You have another one up next. Oh, favorite show devoted to children and whimsical adults was definitely She-Ra. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, maybe that maybe that was like a favorite show that I watched that you didn't. Oh, that's um, true. That's a good one for that too. Yeah. Um, and then show with the widest assortment of mixed feelings. <laughs> I think it's probably for me, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I would probably agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would maybe add assassination of gianni versace which i sort of went back and forth on with the every episode but i think that marvelous mrs Maisel is even more of a roller coaster for me in terms of like how i'm feeling about it at any particular moment yeah like in terms <laughs> of your your takes on it yeah um i put best performance in a ryan murphy production uh darren chris or um billy porter for pose which i wanted to get some pose love in there because i thought i love that like you so have good. such a specific category here like <laughs> There's only two shows available and you still can't like choose. I feel like there's guy. I think it's no, a season of American Horror Story was on this year. Um, he had a lot of. Oh, yeah, but still, you have two. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I couldn't even choose between them. Um, <laughs> best use of a U2 song, uh, With or Without <laughs> You. <a> dork. <laughs> <laughs> With or Without You in the Americans finale. That is a really beautiful song, and you know I'm not a U2 fan, but that was really nice. Oh, God. I just like. I just. Oh, can't. 
Um, best one-liners. Uh, Definitely Susie. Susan. Um, from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I was actually trying to find a supercut of this season's one-liners, uh, and I couldn't find one. Um, How have they not made that? I guess maybe because it just ended. I don't know. But I'm like, people on YouTube, get it together. Like, Yeah, someone, internet, yeah, deliver. Yeah, yeah. Um, most iconic piece of dialogue. Don't tell mama. Oh, God. Yeah. Say it. Don't tell mama. <laughs> I'll put it in. Don't tell mama. Oh my god, it's so creepy. Uh, Emma, Emma, like just, just also maybe. Also, I would say next to the Americans, um, maybe like most bananas ending, you know, yes. to a show. Well, that like that was yeah, like a show ending that was deliberately designed to like throw you for a loop as the credits come. Oh my god, no other show really did that. No, that was just can't, cannot cannot handle it um to me uh best crazy ex-girlfriend song of the year actually there was more competition about for this than i kind of previously thought thinking back to the episodes that aired from last season as well but i still think don't be a lawyer Uh, don't be a lawyer or the one that do the cringe do the cringe was also really i love that because i've like incorporated that now until i'm like i'll remember something i said like the, the night before, like at work, and I'll just, I just, I'm like, oh, I'm doing the cringe. <laughs> I, it's just, uh, it's so, it's just so applicable to so many situations. Yes. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, we have most wrenching scene and oh. best finale, I think. Yeah, in the same, again, the yeah. Americans. Um, but the scene specifically where Paige gets off the train as the train is at the border to Canada. And like they last, and then Elizabeth looks out the window and sees her on the platform. It's just like wow. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I just, yeah, again, like I literally think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, best foreign language show. You have a cat wandering around. Oh in there. yeah, he's he's here. <laughs> I love that you heard him. I he has thoughts about Babylon Berlin, which is yeah, <laughs> which is our favorite um, foreign language show. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Um, Dark was a close contender to me because, like, uh, I'll tell you what, those Germans know how to uh, make a dark TV show. Apparently. Like, you know, who knew before this year? But, like, God, yeah, if you haven't gotten on the Babylon Berlin train, um, the the train full of mysterious... Uh, the Nazi train. Yeah, the Nazi, mysterious Nazi Actually, train. Actually, in this case, their train was... Uh, it was, like... A uh, Trotsky right, 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 train. Right. Yes. Um... Uh, okay, oh, what was your your next category? <laughs> oh, show I forgot about the most was probably the new Star Trek. I completely <laughs> forgot that that was a thing. Oh, man. You had all, yeah, all of three of your shows here that you... That, yeah, uh, Wanted, well, that reminded me that I'd watch it. And then Godless, that Western show. I, I had to be... about that. I actually had to be reminded that we watched Castle Rock. The wait, Godless might have been last year. Mmm... I feel like it was the yeah, winter. Yeah, it was. It was last year. Okay. So I'm going to go with Star Trek. With Star Trek. Okay. Yeah, I um, did have to be reminded that I watched Castle Rock. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, yeah, also kind of went off the rails. But, um, okay, your favorite British favorite... murder mystery? 
Shetland, mm-hmm. and that's actually pretty Scottish, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, though which is British. So okay, anyway, don't write in. Yeah, but yes, Shetland. <laughs> uh, um, um, and then I also put my top. Why did I watch so much of that show? This is a really applicable. I love this category because like this, everyone can has has a show. I think for like yeah, where you like are into it and you're like, no, this is good, and then you just stop watching it at a certain point and you have no desire to return to it, and you're like, why did I spend so many hours watching it? Um, and I had some real contenders here. Like I watched Lucifer this year, the whole season. I watched Real Housewives, not a whole season, but too much of it. No explanation uh, for either of kill, those things. Yeah, killed a lot of brain cells. Yeah. And but I think my top one is definitely Suits. Yeah, which you still owe us the Suits supercut. I would actually say that my nomination for this would be Room One Hundred Four, <laughs> which I like watched. I actually finished the other night. I like watched three more episodes of it, and then I was like. Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, again, this show has good episodes, but like, it's just so uneven. Um, don't know why I spent as much time as I did watching that show, but you know, the point is that I, the point is that I did. Um, you don't. You're not a quitter. Hell no. Sarah Whitus is not a quitter. I'm definitely a quitter. <laughs> I, know, I quit that's the lots other thing of shows I before I get to the end of all them. these. Yeah, I was going through all of our old docs, and I was like, I just quit so many tv shows there's so many docs where i wrote like i'll keep watching it but i'm not that into it and then i definitely didn't keep watching it well and it's like you know life is short why keep watching shows that you don't care about yeah um i but that is yeah definitely that's a that's a great category that's yours uh, but that's i think that's 2018 in a nutshell for us that is thanks for being with us through these crazy months yeah and these... As we speak, the government is shut down. Yeah, so maybe some of you will have a lot of time to watch some uh, upcoming television. Um, all of our Fed employee friends um, and Fed adjacent. Uh, the president is a monster. Um, true. This yeah. True. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it. He's a monster. He's a monster. Wow. What Feels a, good to admit what, it, con- anyway. I, I, I'm glad that you finally... <laughs> I know that you were on the fence about Trump for the last couple of years, Amanda. <laughs> was, I'm glad you, that you... Yeah, you know, I was, like, trying to keep an open mind. Yeah. I was like, maybe this... Maybe, maybe this, this guy this, come around. I'm starting to think he may not child be, idiot. <laughs> starting to think he may not be presidential he material. He might not be that great. Um, no. Anyway, yes. So, thank you for listening and we will see you we'll in see 2019. We'll see you in 2019 and all of the beautiful television that is to await us. Beautiful and terrible. Oh. We'll be there for oh, all of it. I can't wait to find out what new terrible shows are going to come in 2019. Oh, what kind of awful shit HBO <laughs> has waiting so for fun. us. Oh, New Big Little Lies and uh, Veep are both on the immediate horizon. Oh, I was, I was thinking about Veep earlier. Yeah. yeah. And new season Veep. of Big Little Lies with Meryl Streep. Yeah. Weird. It's going to get weird. Yeah. All right. We'll see you in 2019. Bye. Bye.